0: and
1: bang it hard
0: a cup full of water we got a bunch of laundry lists worth of baseball things to talk about and i'm talking to one of my best friends arm late and this is wednesday edition of the just baseball show may 11th we have like i said a laundry list of things to talk
1: about we're both hydrating right now yes not enough people are
0: hydrating lately wouldn't you agree
1: i i don't hydrate enough i, I know you know what's crazy the only time i hydrate now is from podcasting because i get so thirsty as i'm talking that i drink more water but that's something I definitely don't do a good enough job of. Uh, so water sponsor box water or something like that. It, why did they put water in boxes, by the way? I don't know. I think
0: it has something to do with the environment. It has to do, with something uh, with the Environment, yeah. you know, the boxes are probably biodegradable. You're in California
1: right now. You're back home. That's like everything there is biodegradable, right? I think your home is biodegradable.
0: The home can be recycled. <laughs> I, I had to go out to, into the forest this morning, we're recording on Tuesday to be released on Wednesday. I had to go into the forest because I had one of the worst gambling days ever. I was so upset. I had a live late at night, just apologizing. Just like, <laughs> just, I'm sorry, sorry, because I was such a cocky douche too, because well, do I was what I told you on your, all the street? numbers were pointing to these bets and I'm like, they're going to hit this is gonna be a great day. And I just, you do all the research, you wake up now I'm on the West coast. Like you said, it's five 30 in the morning and I'm writing articles just to give people losers just to give them losers just to give them losers <laughs> or all the research off all the writing fuck just people. for losers but we hit our first bet of the day and we got a couple more today so we'll see i just i hate losing more than i like winning i think at this point that, i hate that, losing more than i even like winning because winning i'm just all right good losing i'm a wreck
1: yeah that's so what did i tell you when you were on your hot streak do you remember what i said i said I go, you bought yourself some bad days when you were on your hot streak. You bought yourself some bad days. That was an 0 three, but you're still way up. Uh, I did think that Austin Meadows uh, swing in the ninth was going to, going to leave the yard though, by the way, <laughs> did and you then see the, the, what the double that was foul. I was like, oh, okay, Peter's cursed right now. I was positive. You were losing that in the ninth. Oh, I, was I, I was already once that
0: three run double from the, tigers happen against the a's i was like oh this is over what a horrible pick
1: but <laughs> there's luckily, when it's going bad dude it just it just like, in anything but like when you're playing baseball when you're betting on it whatever when it's with your team like the, we were talking about the jorge alfaro home run when he stepped up to the plate i was so positive that he was homering i was so positive like there, there's just certain things sometimes where you just know it's gonna go wrong but this it didn't go wrong for you this time so i think the <laughs> tides are turning and the tides are turning
0: in the good way for us, hopefully, but not for the twins. So let's start with our laundry list of stuff that we got to talk about. And let's start with the Carlos Correa and Chris Paddock injury. Mm-hmm. Twins announced on Tuesday. Unfortunately, they placed Carlos Correa on the I.L. He was hit by a pitch in the hand. He has a right middle finger contusion. Yeah. He shouldn't be out for a very long no. time, but that's dodged retroactive. Dodged dodged a bullet and Right now, he's hitting about 255 um, with a couple bombs, you know, 12 runs scored, 24 games this season. But Correa was really, really hot in his last eight games before. Mm-hmm. He's in over 400 in those eight games. I want to touch on Royce Lewis a little bit, but we've already kind of talked about Royce Lewis. I'm more curious from you. Do you think that this injury is going to be long lasting or are you kind of like, all right, this is probably a 10, 15 day thing or Kind of give me your scope on what you think. About yeah, I,
1: I think Royce Lewis has bought them the ability to say like, hey, like, take your time, mm-hmm. which is really mm-hmm. cool. Like Lewis looks great, man. And I mean, we, we've talked about him, like you said, but he looks so comfortable that that barehanded play he made. He looks comfortable defensively. He looks comfortable offensively. I think they're like, hey, Royce Lewis is is doing fine right now. Take your time, Carlos. I was scared, though, when when you see that that ball hit you on the hand like that. Uh, yeah. I thought he might have broken a finger. So thank Arrest. goodness he didn't. You talked about how hot he was, man. I'm like, I'm looking at the game logs starting from the 28th. This is how Crazy. many hits he had game after game, three Sick. hit game, two hit game, three hit game, two hit game, one hit game, two hit game, one hit game. Hit game, one hit game then he got hurt. He was one of the hottest hitters in baseball before he got hurt. So Through I hope that does the momentum. That's kind of my question. You, you think he, I think he's going to keep going where he was going. I think he's fine, but you would say he stepped it up.
0: And it's also huge that Royce Lewis is going to fill in for him too. And I'm also glad to see Jose Miranda up there because Miguel Sano is still on the shelf and I don't want to be mean, but
1: he's not really good.
0: He's not really good. And I'm not saying stay on the shelf. No, but I'm I, saying take your time and let Jose Miranda play.
1: Yeah. Or maybe come back and get traded because I'd yeah. rather see Miranda and Kiriloff off and, and those guys play when they're healthy and uh, obviously wish to a speedy recovery, but I think the twins are better off with, without Sano. And it's going to be interesting now with Royce Lewis performing, where does he fit into this whole thing when Correa comes back? Cause it looks like Royce Lewis could be big league ready. We don't know guys come out hot all the time. Right. And then they, they slow down. That's the question. But right now, I mean, there's no reason to believe that Royce Lewis doesn't belong there.
0: And switching over to the pitching side, another injury, Chris Paddock, unfortunately. Right elbow inflammation retroactive to May 9th. No Tommy John rumors yet, but whenever you have right elbow inflammation, I get nervous. But he has pitched pretty well this year. His fastball command has been impeccable. 4.03 ERA. He's got 20 strikeouts now in 22 innings, rocking a 1.21 FIP. We're going to talk about starting pitching destinations in a little bit, but I really want to talk about Chris Paddock right now because Chris Paddock was one of my bounce back candidates. I thought that the off-speed pitches were too good to just get you know, hit around like they were and that the fastball wasn't as bad as the numbers said. And he started to prove it, at least through the early goings of the season. I'm just really nervous about elbow inflammation.
1: Yeah. You know, I saw the, the headline on MLB trade rumors. I, I don't know who to uh, attribute the, uh, the report to, but it was like, surgery is not off the table now. So mm-hmm. it, anytime you hear that, it's like, a, cause it, it's like, you can only get by with like the, the elbow. And I, I, I'm not a doctor again, but it feels like when somebody has the elbow inflammation, it seems like it's just a matter of like, when not if like, how, how long can we put this off? How You know, how much better can it get before it? you just get the Tommy John. So I hope that's not the case. Cause as you mentioned, he's been great, dude. He hasn't walked anybody, two walks in 22 and a third innings. That's what he kind of needed to be able to be that, that guy that is command over stuff a little bit. But like you said, the secondaries are pretty good. The trade was looking good for both teams, but now a twins team that was thin on pitching already, they've had some guys step up. But when we get into, you know, some of the trade targets for the, the pair of pitchers over in Cincinnati, Minnesota's, got to be one of them with the way that Chris Paddock might be on the shelf for the foreseeable future, depending on how things go. And Chris Paddock has been good so far, but even all the numbers point to him even being better,
0: like 4.03 ERA, 2.98 expected ERA. Everything is ticking up. It was finally coming together. I just really, really hope this isn't Tommy John because I'm expecting a real bounce back season from Mm him. Really a season that I think he could finish with an ERA under four. Like for example, Arum, Erod or Chris Paddock? Paddock, 100%. That's what I'm saying. Like Chris Chris Paddock versus Erod in terms of salary. I mean, Chris Paddock was the guy and the Tigers made this big move with Erod, but Paddock might be the better move unless he gets injured, of course.
1: Yes. And you can't predict those things. And it's funny because we talk about how everyone looks at Erod and talks about the FIP and we always joke about that. But that was kind of a point of why the twins were interested in Paddock was ERA was high. You talked about the individual pitches. The command has always been there. And you look at the expected stats last year, three seven, eight FIP, three eight, seven X FIP. Like everything was good in terms of the expected stats. And we always take it with a grain of salt. But when a guy comes out the next year and shoves, then it kind of backs up the expected stats. Erod's come out and looked like the same freaking guy from last year. So, you know, I there was definitely a lot to like about Paddock. I hope he's healthy, as you mentioned, because they don't need that much out of him. They only need him to, to be a give him five quality innings and you know every fifth day they don't need him going nine innings and stretching him out and you know short rest or whatever like he just needs to be another solid arm for them but it looks like they may need to go outside the org to go find another arm
0: and with that said there are there's an organization right now that has two arms available let's talk about the cincinnati reds uh they're not very good i don't know if you guys have noticed uh they did beat the brewers and brandon woodruff which was incredibly impressive but (laughs) They are a current six win team, if I'm not mistaken, six maybe five. Do they have seven yet? I don't think so. Not yet. Six, not and 23. yet. So as they approach 10 wins on the season and I'm, I'm being kind of sarcastic and mean to Red fans, I'm sorry, but it's just kind of funny when you're off to one of the worst starts in MLB history. I apologize, but it is what it is. Let's talk about the fact that Tyler Malley and Luis Castillo are now on the trade block. Reds came out and said, yep, we are willing to listen in on Luis Castillo, who, when healthy and against the Brewers in his first start, looked great. This guy was high velo; The changeup looked phenomenal. Luis Castillo could be an ace by the end of the season, he has that type of stuff. And also Tyler Malley has gotten off to a terrible start, but he's better than what he's shown. We gave him the Erinola award because of that huge discrepancy <laughs> between ERA and FIP. So let's talk about some of the destinations for these guys, because they're both, although both are talented, one is going to garner much more than the other, not just because of the bad start, but just because one is clearly better yeah so let's start with Luis Castillo and then we'll talk about Tyler Malley Luis Castillo trade destinations because I we were talking pre-recorded about the White Sox the White Sox need starting pitching but they can't trade for them
1: they got nobody there, there's no way they're getting Luis Castillo right like they can't maybe they could get Tyler Mally. so we'll talk about them in that case Uh but I look at the Twins. The Twins have a lot of arms, right, that have, have stepped up and at least shown that they could you know, eat some innings here and there. I think Josh Winder has been a really big development for them as well. But this is a team that now is off to a really good start. Uh, they're 18 and 11. The division looks weak. The White Sox look extremely vulnerable and you can strike while the iron's hot right now. I think you got to go in and and try to get a a legitimate arm that can be on the front end of your rotation. I know they just made that trade with the reds. So why not run it back? You got the line of communication there. Uh, Go run it back. Your farm system is vastly improved from the Barrios trade, which is starting to look pretty good, even though Austin Martin has struggled. Uh, And we might even touch on that when we get to minor leaguers who have struggled, but Simeon Woods, Richardson's been phenomenal. The rest of the farm system has continued to to progress nicely and is at least middle of the pack. Uh, in the league, why not go get Luis Castillo? You're 18 and 11 and you could really start to separate yourself from the other teams in the, in the division. And as you said, Castillo's look pretty good. Before we move on to some other teams that could use Castillo, the twins are really interesting
0: because they have a lot of high power prospects that we were just talking about. What do you think it would cost? It's like, if you are the GM of the twins, I know it's a tough thing to just throw at you, but if you're the GM of the twins and they ask for Miranda, what are you saying?
1: He's gone off to a slow start, but he could be incredible. I I love Miranda. I love his bat. I, I'm doing it, though. I, I am doing it because it, you look at what what the twins have right now. And I mean, even Trevor Larnik starting to swing it. Uh, and now Royce Lewis has turned into this legitimate bat for you and legitimate infield piece. Miranda, he's limited to first base, subpar, third base, subpar, second base. I'm OK with trading Miranda. And I think that's a guy that could could lead the deal because we know the Reds need bats. I'd be fine with that. And and I think that's, that's the point though, is the twins have that Liberty where they could part with Miranda and then some complimentary pieces and, and get who they need to get here. I would do it. I would do it in two seconds. Uh, And and also don't forget the year of control after this one, both these guys have this year and then one more year of control after this. So it's an economical decision for the, for the twins too. You know, it's, it's an affordable pitcher for next year.
0: And a team that I think could do it, but we spoke with Katie Wu who covers the Cardinals for the athletic and she says they are just not willing to part with Nolan Gorman, Matthew Libertor or Jordan Walker. Does that take them out of the Luis Castillo sweepstakes? I know it's in division, but I think that's going to start to spell, you know, with the new schedules that are going on as well, a more balanced schedule. You're not going to face your division as much. I think the narrative of without trading your division is going to start to go something I have believed in, something I've talked about that we never really see a lot. I think that's going to start to progress in the opposite direction and that we will see more in division trades because of the lack of games. They're going to start facing each other once we move into twenty twenty three.
1: And the expanded playoffs, I think that's a great point, Peter, because also like you're not fighting for one playoff spot in your division and then maybe a wild card. Like it, there's expanded playoffs. It, there's more room and more real estate. And if it's the best package you can get, look, it didn't work out for the Marlins w- with JT Real Muto with, with the Sixto deal because Sixto is ended up being hurt and just not been able to stay healthy. But in that instance, Sixto was the best piece they could get. You do that any day of the week. You do that. You get the best piece for your team. And, and that's what you do. I, I agree. I think we're going to start seeing more in-division trades. But it's funny because I'm glad you brought up the the Cardinals. We were going to talk about how Paul DeYoung just got sent to AAA and they called up Kramer Robertson, who has been more of a, a minor league, I would say. Uh, organizational guy for the most part. I don't think he was ever part of the long-term plans for the Cardinals. He's been swinging it pretty well. I think he's just a stopgap now. And people might be saying, where's Nolan Gorman? Where's Nolan Gorman? Gorman needs to hit lefties and Gorman needs to hit velocity before he gets called up. I know the the numbers look great, but he needs to show some consistency before he gets called up. But pretty big news to see Paul DeYoung get, get sent down. And I do wonder if if they're more focused on trying to figure out what they're going to do in the middle infield. I know Tommy Edmonds moving to short, or do you go make that trade for, for pitching? Uh, the Cardinals are in a weird spot. I mean, the
0: Cardinals play today. You know who they're starting at shortstop? Brendan Donovan. Him and his 154 batting average. That's not good for a contender. Starting Brendan Donovan. Have you
1: heard of Brendan Donovan? <laughs> like be very, honest. very, very random, like, uh fan name that pops <laughs> yeah. up in triple a like that's it. That's what, I
0: saw B Donovan in the lineup for the Cardinals. I was like, that's Brendan Donovan. And I don't even, I yeah, know I'm it not, is, know but like, I don't
1: it. actually know who that is. If yes. that makes sense. No, it totally makes sense. And so to answer your question though, on the Cardinals, Mason Wynn has been playing out of his freaking mind. Um, mm-hmm. That could be a guy that starts off a deal. They have Lars Nutbar, Juan Yepes. You know, I, just, get it done.
0: I mean, Juan Yepes rakes. He's rakes. in 437 right now. I mean, nine for 19, but we'll take
1: it. He rakes, though. Look at his rakes. minor league stats, too. I know he rakes. Good. They could maybe slap together a package, but I feel like if you're trading in the division and you're the Reds, you're not doing it unless you're getting one of the three guys from the Cardinals or you're going to say, I'm going elsewhere. Uh, so I, I do think that it's going to be hard for the Cardinals to do it. Uh, and they need to satisfy the pitching. You guys talked about it. Don't let Miles Michaelis be the guy that stops you from adding to your pitching. It's been a great story, uh, but I'm not as worried about shortstop for them as I am pitching. So I would like to see them go get an arm. Maybe Montes makes more sense for them. But again, you're going to have to part with one of those three guys. You're not trading Yvonne Herrera because that's the next catcher. Uh, and Mason Win's not going to get it for you, get it done for you. So it's going to be tough.
0: Let's talk some Tyler Malley destinations too. And then I wanna I wanna end this conversation going back to the Cardinals shortstop because I want to talk about a mundo Sosa, kind of what they're gonna do there. But let's move on to kind of some Tyler Malley destinations because the White Sox could do it, but I want to talk especially about the Angels because now that Joe Waddell was sent down, Brendan Marsh was sent down, but when is now right back up. But the Angels had a great game last game. So where do you think? Do you think Joe Adele is too much for a guy like Tyler Malley? For me, I do think so. You don't think so. I think uh, it depends on what kind of deal because Joe Adell could be a change of scenery away from unlocking that kind of superstardom, but unlocking it with the Reds is not as likely. I'm sorry. What do you want me to yeah. say, Reds fans? I love you guys, but what do you want me to say?
1: Yeah, the ballpark's like the only thing that would work in his favor there, right? I- I think it would be the right deal for them because you have to to look at it at this point, right? Like he's been in the big leagues now. This is his third stint. And look, he's young. He's still 23, but and just turned 23. But this is third stint in the big leagues. At what point does his value that's a guy that's almost impossible to gauge value wise? I would love the upside if I'm the Reds. We know the Reds aren't really interested in a full teardown, like start over. So get a piece that goes straight into your big league lineup makes your lineup a little bit more watchable now uh, and still has that upside. If I'm the angels and I know angels fans might be like, I don't want to give up on Adele yet, but Taylor Ward, Peter, I mean, he might make Joe Adele expendable, especially Brandon Marsh has been a little bit streaky, but I think you, you can he's good. see what the value is. Good. with Mar- He's proven. He, I think he's proven that he can hit a big, good. League level. I don't know if Joe Adele, like he's not walking at all. He's striking out. It might be worth just the swap there. You're getting a year and a half of Tyler Molly. Like that might be worth it. And Tyler, you just got to get Tyler Molley away from great American
0: ballpark. Yeah, she's got to get them away from Great American Ballpark. Let's talk about the Braves because they could actually deal for either one of these guys. I think they have the farm system to do it, but also they could go a little bit cheaper and go get Tyler Malley. If you're looking at the Braves' farm system as a whole, you know, they've had all these great outfield prospects. You know, they traded Pache away. Drew Waters looked like that next guy. Then Michael Harris came onto the scene. I know they have a couple good arms down there, too. A guy we've had, Tucker Davidson, could he be possibly on the block? one of these type of trades, you know, a good young lefty like that, maybe a change of scenery would be good for him. I mean, I personally love him on the Braves. I'm a big fan of, of him, of him. So I hope he doesn't get traded, but these are the kinds of guys who would make sense in a trade for a guy like Tyler Malley, or they do have the capital to trade for Luis Castillo. But I'm curious whether you think Tyler Malley is a better fit for the Braves or Luis Castillo is, and then who you think it would be worth to give up.
1: You know, I think Castillo would really drain them. You know, like Michael Harris is the one guy that I think is, you know, he would have to go in that deal. Mm-hmm. And that's really their only guy on our top 100 list. I love Spencer Strider. He's shown really well. You talked about Drew Waters. He's been off to a red hot start in AAA. So he could be boosting his value back up again, but it, just not quite to the point where he could get the deal done. I think Mally makes more sense because you don't have to trade Michael Harris and you could go get. Someone like Tyler Molle, it was going to help you a lot. I think we're at the point where, I mean, how concerned are you about Charlie Morton? I, I'm starting to get pr- pretty damn concerned about Morton. And if, if he continues to struggle, Walsh Green Noah looks horrible. Um,
0: it's so funny you mentioned that. We just talked about Charlie Morton on Not Gambling Advice. He was one of our guys. We did two hot starts, two slow starts. Do we buy ourselves or sell for fantasy? And it was more said. fantasy related. But dude, the curveball's great. Charlie Morton still throwing that great curveball. It's like 98th percentile on speed. No one's hitting it. And he's throwing it more than any other pitch, but the fastball's getting hit and it's down in velocity. Cutter's not good. And he's not throwing a lot of his pitches anymore because they didn't do that well last season. He has a five-six-five ERA, and I'm not expecting some resurgence. Like we we said, I mean, I don't want to give it all away. I hope people listen yeah, to no, that no. advice, but I'm scared. Yeah. And I don't want to be scared because my heart says don't do it. Don't not trust Charlie Morton because he's proved it enough to give him the benefit of the doubt. But when I look into the data, my brain says, like, if you wipe the name away, my brain says, that's not a good look.
1: And it's a 38 year old who broke his leg. (laughs) You know, it's like he's a human being, you know, and at some point, 38 years old broke his leg. You have to wonder, Uh, I hope he bounces back. But regardless, I still think that there's reason for, for the Braves to go out and get them to, to answer your question though, on, on the return, I think it drew waters and then throwing in a Tucker Davidson and uh and then another piece like that I mean, to get it done to Yeah. Who knows? Like a, a couple of just good arms that are big league ready and then a close to big league ready bat, like that could get it done. And the Reds, again, I don't think they're trying to, to get all these 19 year olds. They're, they're trying to make this a pseudo quick rebuild. Uh, But the Braves, they need to, to, Kind of inject something into this team. And maybe it comes a little bit earlier this year on the pitching side.
0: And the last team I want to touch on before we move back to the Cardinals discussion is the Phillies, because you brought up the Phillies and we kind of had this back and forth a little bit. Like, do they really need a starting pitcher with Nola and Wheeler and Eflin and Ranger Suarez and Kyle Gibson? The rotation seems good. And they also have a guy like Mick Abel. He's not ready yet, but just, you know, you have guys coming up the pipe. I'm curious. Do you do you think that they should add a starter, though? Is there is there a guy in their rotation right now that you're concerned with that you say, yeah, they do need a starter because this guy's about to suck.
1: You know, I, I am a little like, worried about Suarez, man. Like how, how good is Suarez going to be for them? And I mean, he was great last year, but uh, do, do you trust Ranger Suarez? He's
0: tough because the eye
1: test, I don't. But the numbers
0: like it's not bad. And I mean, he was great last year. He hasn't got off to a great start, but he just finished off an excellent start against a Mariners team who's been red hot at home. That was one of the bets that I freaking lost. I watched his whole start. He looked good. That was the start where I was like, OK, but then again, where the Mariners just cold for no reason. I don't know why that happened or did he just turn in a really good start because his command is good, but it hasn't been as good as in last year. I don't know. I do think that he is. Serviceable enough, but yeah, yeah. it depends. How competitive do the Phillies truly want
1: to be? Well, and that's the thing is. So I look at the farm system. Their two arms have been maybe one of the most exciting uh, prospect pitching duos in baseball. Andy Painter. I'm going to do a whole thing on him soon. Freak. Wow. Freak, freak. 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 Andy Painter's insane. Mick Abel is really really good, but these guys, as you mentioned, Peter, are very far off. So mm-hmm. this is a team with the the reigning MVP. Two big time free agent acquisitions who are not going to get any younger and they, uh, they need to win now. Uh, Kyle Gibson's look good, like really good. Honestly, F wins look good. I don't know if they have the desperation to starting pitching wise. Maybe they go out and try to make the big move in the bullpen. I, I don't know if they have the farm system to do it because I, I love those two pitchers, but you can't trade those two guys. That, that's your future on the mound. I think the Phillies should be looking at low-cost bullpen pieces most likely. That makes the most sense. And uh, the White Sox, though, are the team that I think should try to scrape whatever they can together and, and get Tyler Malley because that would be a, a needle mover for the Chicago White Sox. And uh, we're going to talk about like some of the loop cards that were pulled. And one of them was Colson Montgomery, who is a very exciting prospect, first-round pick in 2021. I'm sorry, the White Sox need to win now. Their window is now. Colson Montgomery, see ya. Uh, and and whatever other pieces you gotta throw in there, like see ya and and try to win this thing now.
0: And before we talk about all the stuff at loop, I really wanna talk, just finish on this cardinal shortstop situation because it's it's important because we came up with these concerns earlier in the year. I mean, we're not the only people who did. It was clear that the Paul Young and Mundo Sosa, how would it work? You know, a lot of Cardinals fans were very confident in Mundo Sosa. You know, last year, I mean, last year he was pretty solid slash yeah. 271, 346, but just didn't really hit for much power, which gave him a 735 OPS. But he proved that he can be a good defender and he's really, really fast. The problem is this year slashing 160, 250, 160, 410 OPS. He hasn't really played much. So, you know, super small sample of 28 plate appearances. But this was a guy who I was I've been lower on than a lot of people just because I don't believe in the bat and I believe that he's a good defender, but he also made some mistakes in crunch time yeah. with the glove, and he's still a young player. You know, I do love the speed. That's always why like, I, I could believe that he could beat some ground balls out, but like, he just doesn't hit the ball all that hard. He doesn't hit the ball in the air. A lot of things have to go right for Edmundo Sosa, and if you're the freaking St. Louis Cardinals, you need an anchor. I know Tommy Edmond might move over to short. Maybe that might spell it, but Tommy Edmond is a better second baseman. He doesn't have that great of an arm. There's a reason he play second base and I almost don't want to mess up the mojo kind of not similar to Glaber but just in the sense of Glaber move, was great at second move to short not as great offensively not learning a new position but kind of learning a new position but just the pressure that comes with the shortstop position yeah. then moving back over to second base and he's great why do you want to do that to Edmund when he's already off to a hot start they need a shortstop and I don't think Edmund Sos is the answer
1: yeah, it, 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 Mundo Sosa is, is a stopgap at this point, right? And I, I thought he'd be able to put the bat on the ball. And even if he's giving you average or slightly below average offense, the speed and the defense can hold it down in the meantime. Worth it. And I but know that's what not. Edmund's going to give them. Edmund's been the best defensive second baseman in baseball this year with seven defensive Keep him there. Bases. He's been insane. He's going to be an above average defensive shortstop. I think But at the end of the day, you know how many innings he's played at shortstop in his career? Peter, 122 innings. That's it. That's it. That's all he's played at shortstop. So, I mean, what if he's not great? And and again, yeah, that is a lot to take on mentally. And if that spills over into the plate now you're negating one of your best hitters right now. So it's tough. I think Edmund can handle short the the plan long-term is to call Gorman up once he's ready. And once he shows that, you know, he can make consistent enough contact, I think, I think Edmund can hold it down and, and they don't need that much from the middle infield spot, but Man, I mean, long-term, is Tommy Edmund going to be your shortstop? I love him at second. I think he's one of the most exciting second basemen. They've got to figure out what's going to happen in shortstop. But maybe it's Edmund because Gorman's going to play second in the future. That's kind of their Yeah, like my mindset
0: isn't that Tommy Edmund couldn't handle shortstop. I just don't want to mess up the mojo because of how amazing he He's an elite second baseman Um, right now. He's an elite second baseman. He is one of the best second basemen in the entire sport. That's my only thing. Don't mess up the
1: mojo. Don't yeah. mess up the mojo. That's it. Not I don't too much. hate it. I don't hate that because again, like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. Like exactly. This is, I guess it's broken at shortstop right now, but it's perfect. You're getting some of the best production all around in baseball from the second base position. So I, if Edmund keeps it rolling, it's fine. But you know, if, if the glove takes a step back, now you're giving up a little bit because we don't know how they're going to defend it second with whoever is there. If it's Kramer, Robertson, Brandon Donovan, whatever it is, They're not going to be as good defensively at second base. So you're giving up a little bit there. It's going to be very interesting to see how that unfolds. And maybe the Cardinals end up being players for Xander Bogarts down the line. If the Red Sox decide to sell. And I think maybe then you might be okay with parting with one of your three guys. uh, If you're the St. Louis Cardinals. You better be, you absolutely <laughs> better be. I mean, they're like, oh no, uh, Jacob DeGrom is on the trade market. Would you trade Nolan Gorman? No, no sorry, untouchable. Top well, what, are you, what are we
0: doing? I mean, he's got all three of them are not gonna be perennial all timers. Maybe one of them is, but that's just yeah. how prospects are. And if you're yeah. the Cardinals win now, I know the Brewers have, have been off to a great start, But there's a window here. Mm -hmm. There's a window for the Cardinals. Their offense is fantastic. Their defense is fantastic. I do think they need to add a starter, but if they add a starter and then they shore up the infield, or they shore up the middle infield shortstop, especially sky's the limit. Sky's the the limit for this team. They're They're a World World Series. series. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about our friends at Loop. I love the jersey in the back. I got to I got to get my jersey on, too, because it's a fire jersey. It is a fire jersey. What are some of the biggest pulls from our friends at Loop, which is also in the episode link description? It's uh, one of our partners. It's an app. We've been talking about it a ton. Think of it as Twitch times your local card shop. They're doing breaks every single second on there. And through our link in the episode description, you get a free twenty dollars and the app is free anyway. So just click a link and you get twenty bucks. 20 bucks to
1: spend on cards and rip it and see what you get. And you could get some crazy stuff because I told you Bowman baseball is out. And some of the big names in in the Bowman baseball's checklist have been pulled early in the early going. Like there's been a lot of really awesome pulls, but Colson Montgomery, as I mentioned, was one of the names that a lot of people were looking for in this, in this set, his Bowman Chrome auto out of 50 was pulled by courtside pulls in a break. That is a, more than $1,000 card. Uh, Khalil Watson had his Bowman Chrome auto out of $299 pulled. And even though wow. Watson's been struggling a bit with the swing and miss, his upside is, is so insane that people are flocking to his card. That's probably a seven dollars $800 card. And then somebody pulled a Henry Davis Bowman Chrome auto out of $499. Can which we is- talk
0: about that dude for a second? Because yeah. he is so real. He's he is so good, so real bro. He hits tanks, and he's got an absolute hose behind the plate too. His framing, we'll see. I still think he's going to be an above-average catcher, but the hose—like this hose. guy—could come up with one of the best arms in the game. And have you seen what he's
1: doing offensively this year? He hits—he hits a home run almost every day. Three forty, or at least an extra base hit. 585 slash line 179 wrc plus so it, it, this is Hit an insane checklist of players between the two sets and like that is a card I, I mean i'm amped if i'm pulling it because even if he doesn't catch bro like the bat is for real uh and then you're gonna love the throwback polls so this wasn't from 2022 bowman baseball this is from some other products they that, and that's the cool thing about the loop sellers is they have the the current product but a lot of them have Older throwback product that they'll rip for you too. That's sealed. And somebody pulled a Mariano Rivera Brooklyn collection autograph out of five. it was Casa breaks again, uh, which is crazy. I How don't know what that's that? worth. Have not a clue, but that a Mariano be crazy. Rivera autograph out of five is going to be Are worth you kidding? a, a pretty, be crazy. Tenet. Yeah. Yeah. And then Aaron judge rookie card, uh, which again, just his rookie card is a big pull. And then Chris Bryant rookie card out of 25 from Suzy sports, which is also a really, really good pull. So a lot of heat this week from loop. And again, if you use your $20 credit, you can just open packs through the description, or if you want to just type it into your URL, cause you're on the go, it's loop.card slash just baseball. I personally would be taking, hmm, I'm going to go with the Khalil Watson. I'm biased, but I would probably be quite happy with the, out of 499 Henry Davis card. I, uh, I want know. that Henry Davis.
0: I want that Mariano card, bro. <laughs> yeah, Are you kidding me? I don't even know that's what that's That's the really. coolest thing ever. You know what the prospects like we hope they're good, but I know Mariano was pretty good. Yeah, he was, he was decent, good, I think.
1: Right? He was pretty
0: good. He had this pitch just for yeah. every time. It, just got curve everybody ball. out. He threw
1: the curveball every time, right? I think more men have walked on the moon than have scored against him in the playoffs. And, and I think, is, I mean, I know that is cutter is uh, the best pitch arguably ever. And his signature is sick, by the way. So for people to see the polls, we'll tweet them out. Um, so by the time you're listening to this, it's up on our Twitter. We'll tweet out the photos of each of the polls. So you can see what this Rivera card looks like and the others. And again, if you have any card questions, fire them my way and let us know what you think of the loop app. One last announcement on that front. Our partners, Wild Cards Trading, will soon be selling on there as well. So we'll be doing some streams with them too. I'll be joining them in the stream. So when you go in there to, to potentially use your $20 credit or spend some money and buy some packs, we'll be in there hanging out with you sometimes too. And we'll, we'll give you an update uh, via our Twitter You know when we'll be doing those breaks as well. So definitely download that Loop app in the description.
0: And it really helps us out too. If you use the link, they know you sent us. Uh, give them the URL one more time. And then we're going to break into hot starters in the minor league system, as well as slow starters as well.
1: cards slash just baseball to let them know that we sent you would help us big time. Thank you very much.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Let's move on to some hot and slow starters in the minor leagues, because this is one of my favorite parts, too, of the just baseball show is that we cover everything. In baseball, we talk about trading cards, talk about prospects, and we're even talking about the minor leagues. We're getting into the weeds because there's a lot of guys who've gotten off to really hot starts that could be in your organization and guys that. Oh, for example, Anthony Volpe has been struggling for the Yankees. Let's talk about him. But before we talk about the slow starters, I want to talk about some hot starters because you brought up Moises Gomez, an outfielder for the Cardinals, who has 14 home runs in 24 games. Moises Gomez seems to be that freaking dude right
1: now. It's so funny, dude, because I was bringing it up to Jack, and Jack's like, "I refuse to acknowledge Moises Gomez until why he does this for like three months because he, he like has not done this at all anywhere. And this is a Cardinals guy, ironically <laughs> too. Like th- this was somebody that the the Rays gave gave away essentially. He he hit 171 last year in Double A with eight home runs and a 38% K rate. And then this That's year, not very good. No. And then this year, he's hitting 374 with 14 home runs in the 24 games, as you mentioned. I try to find like a major swing adjustment. I don't really see it. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm just mesmerized by what we've seen from Moises Gomez. I don't know if he had this epiphany. I don't know if he got contact lenses. I'm looking at this. I've been looking at the swing. I did a dive into it. I'm like, what has changed? Not that much has changed visibly. Uh, quieted down the leg kick a little bit, simplified things a little bit, approaches a bit better. But how do you go from 171? He literally more than doubled his batting average, Peter. 171 to 374. He more than doubled his batting average and he is already almost doubled his home run total through the first month of the season. Uh, good news for the Cardinals. I mean, are we talking about making trades? Maybe try to sell high yeah, on Moises like,
0: Gomez. I was just about to say, I was like, so you're saying parlay Moises Gomez trade immediately for a starting pitcher or a shortstop. That's what you're saying? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe. I, I mean, I, who knows? Maybe he'll hold fuck around and hit 50 pumps this year. <laughs> I don't and know, but the, this is my mind. This is beyond me. The, the Moises Gomez phenomenon right now.
0: 14 home runs in 24 games. He's in a home run every other day. It's every, it's a, every other day.
1: It's a legitimate joke what we've seen so far.
0: Let's talk about another guy who's has off to a great start and Mets fans <laughs> traded away Pete Crow Armstrong for 30 games of Javier Baez. And I know you're great now. You probably don't care. Shout out Adam Fryfield. He probably doesn't care that Pete Crow Armstrong is gone, but you know what? He's kind of killing it for the Cubs right now. Give me the lowdown, arm.
1: It, it's funny. They they wouldn't, they don't care that he's gone, but it's if, okay. he was, Whatever. if he was with the Mets, we, they, we'd be hearing about it ad nauseum. Oh, oh you see what Pete Crow Armstrong's doing over there? You see what he's doing? He's, what he's doing is hitting 400. He's hitting 400, but he also has four homers. And, and you know, it's funny. I made, I tweeted a lash at the end of last year, like the Mets really traded. Javi Baez or or traded Pete Crow Armstrong for a couple months of Javi Baez or whatever it was. And I got all these Mets fans in my replies just like he's a fourth outfielder. Blah, 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 blah. I don't think he's a fourth outfielder. He looks phenomenal. He's thrown on some good weight. Uh, he looks really comfortable in the box. He's an insane runner. He's an elite defender. The four home runs are a big, big development because I think everybody was was a little bit curious of how much power there would be, whether he'd be more of a slap hitter. I've talked to some of his teammates who say he's the most like hard nosed, head down guy that just plays the game at 100 miles per hour at all times. Love to hear that. Great bat to ball, developing power. He's only striking out 18 percent of the time. He's walking 12 percent of the time. Top of the scale speed. I'm in on Pete Crow Armstrong. Like he's never going to be an MVP candidate. And I don't think Mets fans are going to lose sleep over Pete Crow Armstrong. Uh, That's more of just for the bit and for the joke, but great piece for the Cubs to get here uh, in what was, you know, an expiring rental to go get somebody that could end up being one of your outfielders of the future in Pete Crow Armstrong.
0: So I want to throw this at you. As soon as I saw Pete Crow Armstrong, I thought Brett Gardner, that was immediately, that was the comp that kind of came to me hard nose, fast outfielder, good defender, but it's just not that great of a hitter. But the fact that he's starting to unlock this is, do you think Brett Gardner is more of a floor for Pete Armstrong, Or do you think that's still too asking too much right now? Because Brett Gardner really has turned in a great career for the Yankees. Yeah.
1: I was going to say, man, if you you told me like my, my outfield prospect would turn into Brett Gardner, I'd be pretty thrilled. I I don't think that's a horrible, I don't think that's bad at all. I, I think you're probably sacrificing a little bit, of power for contact. Uh, but definitely similar to that, like insane defender, uh, really exciting speed and just gritty, just gritty grinder, like plays the game hard and, and just utilizes, you know, all everything that they have at their disposal tools wise. I I don't hate that comp at all. Um, and, and I think Pete Crow Armstrong now is starting to show that, you know, maybe he has a little bit more of a ceiling than people thought. And mentioning the Yankees, let's talk about the slow starters.
0: And I really want to start with Anthony Volpe because I've seen what I've seen. Um, I've looked at the numbers and, but I really want, to hear what you are thinking about this guy, because you ranked him very high on the top MLB top 100 prospects list for a reason I've been in on to like, I think this is the future Yankee shortstop. There is a reason they didn't go after Trevor story. There's a, well, thank God they didn't Uh, (laughs) It's too early, but you know what I'm saying? We'll see. We'll see. But they didn't go after Carlos gray, who's obviously clearly great. So they didn't do any of those things because they believe in Anthony Volpe or Oswald Peraza. Anthony Volpe, though, is ranked in the top 10 on the top 100 prospects, which you've got to go check out on just baseball.com. dot um, give me the lowdown. What's going on with it?
1: Yeah. So I know you're getting a lot of questions about Volpe in the lives, right? Every day. You you mentioned that to me because, look, I mean, this is a guy that many are expecting or were expecting to become the, the number one prospect in baseball, even potentially by the end of this year as guys graduate and as Volpe continues to you know show what he's capable of. I watch him, man, and this is a guy that unlocked a ton last year. 27 homers, 33 stolen bases, unbelievable feel of lift and, and added good weight. And that allowed him to really tap into the way more power. I'm not sounding the alarms on Volpe. We're still seeing the power. He has four home runs through the 23 games. Not quite the clip he was at last year, but he's still tapping into pop. He's walking nearly 15% of the time. The strikeouts aren't egregious at 25%. He looks like he's trying to do a little bit too much up there though. He's somebody that typically doesn't expand the zone too much. He seems to try to go pull side on everything right now. when I'm watching the ABs again, he he wants to lift and I think he's just trying too hard now. And that's something that I, it's a big jump from high A to double A, Peter. And like at the double A level, these pitchers are, are playing towards that. Everybody knows that Volpe is going to lift the ball as much as anybody in the minors. And they're trying to cater towards that in terms of, of really making him get himself out uh, knowing that they can pitch to areas that are going to be difficult to lift. And instead of him laying off of that, it, it's compromising some of his production. Pull rate is up. Uh, ground ball rate is up because he's trying to lift and he's out and around stuff. So I think he'll be fine. It's a feeling out process. He's 21 years old, turned 21, 12 days ago. He's That's the what younger, I wanted
0: to touch on because one of the younger players not- in double a, He is not an Andrew Vaughn who came out of Cal and was just already a ready hitter. This was a high school guy taken from the same high school as Jack Leiter. And the reason, and if I'm not mistaken, because I could be mistaken here, but I heard this, was that the only reason... He was found was because of Jack Leiter, like he wasn't on a lot of draft boards, but they started watching Jack Leiter and they're like, who's his teammate at short because he can rake and he can really feel too. gamer as well. Makeup is apparently off the charts with a guy like Anthony Volpe. They love him as a guy and he just happens to be a great hitter and defender too. He's 21 years old. Give him a second. Just give him a second. Give him a second. Give him a second.
1: And let's not forget, you talk about like the human aspect of it. He, you know, he hears all of this. You know, I, I, as much as we bit. talk about the, the Jason Dominguez hype and everything and the pressure that he must be, you know, dealing with, Volpe's dealing with that too. Everyone's talking. Can we get about- a Jason Dominguez stat update?
0: And because it's going to be horrible and I don't even want to look cause I could pull it up too, but I don't want to look at, I just, I like, gonna... I like, I like, you know what? I haven't even, I've stopped watching him to be yeah. perfectly honest with you. Cause you know, I keep up tabs on Walde on, on Volpe, of course, and Prozum. I've stopped watching Dominguez. I'm just like, this guy, isn't that good. I'm sorry. I, or maybe he will be good one day, but everything I watch, the swing isn't great. He's not this great switch hitter. Like he can hit from one side, you know, he doesn't look athletic like the in the outfield when he goes foot. after fly balls. I don't think he sticks in center either. He's not as fast as who they said he was.
1: I'm just like, I'm so souring on this guy. Can yeah. you give me any glimmer of hope? 235, 286, 367 slash line, 6% walk rate, 32% K rate in a re- repetition of low A for Jason Dominguez. Come on now. <laughs> Mickey <laughs> Mantle? Would Mickey Mantle do that? Yeah, he would be Mickey Mickey Mantle. <laughs> That's so funny. But to to wrap up on Volpe, like super heady hitter, super smart. And again, 21 years old in double A is crazy. And not only that, I mean, this is the guy that you're game planning for. Like when these pitchers are getting their scouting reports, when catchers are putting together a game plan, it's for Anthony freaking Volpe, the 21 year old kid who's the youngest guy in his lineup, I believe. So not worried about him. If he was striking out 38% of the time, I'd be worried. He's walking. He's going to get more comfortable. He's going to figure it out. And the Yankees have done an unbelievable job of developing hitters over their last couple of years, especially with Volpe as well. They'll work through it with him and, and he'll be just fine.
0: Let's talk about quite possibly to wrap up the worst prospect in all of minor league baseball currently. <laughs>
1: hey, well, we want to talk <laughs> Do you think the that was a good segue into Victor, Victor Mesa? Do you think yeah. that was a good segue? One of the worst players in minor league baseball so far? I think it's, it's an undersell. Um, I think he's the worst. Uh, That's five million dollar guy as well. Him and Jason Dominguez. And this is why I always Jeez. make my case, Peter. I'm gonna write an article on this one of these days. Like, just I gotta figure out exactly. And it's how I'm gonna, gonna be a banger. <laughs> um, like, play the percentages. Would you rather go five million on one international free agent or a bunch of like half a million dollar guys or three hundred thousand dollar guys? Look at our top 100 list. So many dudes were sub seven figure guys. Victor Victor Mesa was a five million dollar dude that the Marlins. Also signed his brother as a throw in for a million because they wanted Victor Victor so bad. Uh, He is 25 in double A. He is hitting 130, 209, 156. He has a WRC plus of three. Three. (laughs) Three. Better than two. It is better than there's only better than one. There's one qualified hitter behind him. Christian Gonzalez in high A with the Astros who has a one WRC plus better than zero. It's been a disaster. He has no power. He hits everything on the ground and uh, you got his bag for 5 million. But man, that's a rough international free agent right there from the Marlins and not a team that really has money to blow like that.
0: Would you rather have Juan Soto for one and a half million or Victor Victor Mesa and Jason Domics for ten million combined?
1: (laughs) Ten million. That's that puts it uh, thank you for hammering. That puts it in perspective. Yes. Thank you for hammering home my point there. I guess that is hundred percent what I'm saying. I would shoot out
0: 500,000 million dollar contracts to five or 10 guys over signing a guy for because you never know. You never you just know. never know. These guys are 16 years old. You could hear everything in the world. And yet they come up and none of it was fucking true. Like, I don't know what else to say. None of what we heard about Jason Mingo's was really true. He's this 80 runner. No shot. No shot. He's this great power back. Not really. He still has bat to ball. No, he really doesn't. He's a great defender. He's gonna stick in center. No, he won't. So it's 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 crazy, man. There's a lot to figure out. I don't out mean over. to freak out, but like, come on now. I mean, five million <laughs> the Yankees at least, they can afford the five million dollars. And I'm not totally giving up on Dominguez no, yet. He no, is still how old is he right now? Is he 19? But old? but but I'm not gonna give up thing. yet. But it's just any everything we've seen. Is all bad. Like there's nothing that it's like. Oh wow, maybe I don't see anything. him. I don't think any five
1: ten. He's kind of chubby even. Yeah, dude, he's blocky. I was shocked yeah. at watching the way he moves. And uh, again, like that's why I'll put all my chips forward on Volpe. I put my chips forward on like Peraza and even Pereira in the Yankee system uh, before before Jason Dominguez probably at this point. But um. Yeah, these guys are off to a little bit of a slower start. One other guy I wanted to highlight just because I've been very surprised by by him. And I know uh, your friend, our friend, Dustin Demeter, would not be thrilled about what's happened with Cody Hosey. Again, a first round pick and heard. Uh, disaster for Cody Hosey. Bad. 22 Bad. WRC plus this year in AA. He had a 30 WRC plus last year in AA. That's another name with the Dodgers, a team that scouts as well as anybody missing on a first round pick college bat. You, you never know.
0: Yeah. But just with the Dodgers, I'm kind of like, he's still going to probably be good. Probably be <laughs> the, like, he's turn around and like, him. He's, like he's really struggling right now, but the Dodgers would just be like here, here's this new thing that no other team does. And then he's gonna be like, okay, okay. And then he's, yeah. then he's in the majors by next year.
1: <laughs>
0: so <laughs> that'll, that'll do it. Unless we have any other prospects that you really want to touch upon quickly, guys off to crazy hot starts. Great at bat. You saw a pitcher. I don't know anything else.
1: Uh, I think that's all I got. Jackson Job's slider is the most insane wizardry I've ever seen. Uh, so very right excited
0: away. to see him continue through the Tigers. Yeah. He's a high school guy. I got in the first round yesterday. People were like, "Is he? Is he going to be that guy? He's got the stuff, and it's already showing." Right? Do you have an update, kind of on his stats right now? Kind of what Jackson Job has been doing down there. It, and I might be mistaken. He should be in Double A if I'm not mistaken.
1: So, A right mistaken, now like they're tons. slow rolling him a little bit. OK, um, small, small outings. The numbers aren't as good as you think, but the stuff is crazy. So I, I'm I'm really excited to to see how he continues to develop. And uh, the stuff is, is stupid. The spin rates are off the charts. He's going to be a freak. Uh, so I'm excited to see Job continue to progress as well. That'll do it for Wednesday's
0: episode of the just baseball show. Check out the loop link. That's in our episode description. Click that link, download the app. Let us know, let them know that we sent you by using that code through the link. Also join our chalkboard group chat. We're giving out baseball picks. We're just talking general baseball arms, talking prospects. We got our college guys talking college baseball, just a big old baseball group chat. That's free to join. We'd love to have you. That is in our link description as well. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok at just baseball fans, Twitter at just BB Media. Arm and I are going to do a mailbag next week. We're going to do a bi-weekly mailbag. So we're going to post that on the just baseball show Instagram and on Twitter at just BB Media. If you have any pressing questions, of course, you can DM us or you can ask those on that post and we'll answer
1: them on Wednesday's episode next week. You got it, bro. Looking forward to it. Anything else, my guy? I guess Uh, go heat. Hopefully by the time people are listening to this, I'm not devastated and depressed. Anybody, but Philly, please.
0: Anybody, but Philly. And with that, thank you, everybody.